Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Hey, everyone! Welcome to Sperm Pack. Sperm Pack. <laughs> Spermcast, the pregnancy season. First off, thank you to all of my old and current Patreon subscribers, because as far as I can tell, I don't have any new ones. But that's okay, because you know what that means? That means that if you subscribe this week, you're probably going to be like the only name that I read next week, and you'll be like a superstar. It'll be amazing. But seriously, being a patron has a lot of perks, mostly for me because you're paying me for the time it takes me to make this podcast, and that not only helps me and the podcast survive, but also gives me this wonderful sense of value and worth. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of benefits for me, but there are also some perks for you. Up on the Patreon, at different tiers, you'll have access to ad-free episodes, pictures of my baby in utero, videos of my ultrasounds, a discount on fertility consultations, extended interviews, videos with my mom, and so much more. And if you have any suggestions about what else I can post up there, please let me know. I'll do anything for the money. Anyway, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and sign up for like $5 a month. That's basically $1.25 per episode. That is a lot of bang for your buck. What else can you do to support the podcast? Well, you can Venmo, Molly, hyphen, hockey, any amount that you want. You can also rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I just looked and I saw a couple new ones and boy, oh boy, thank you to whoever you are for making my day. Updates. Do I have any? Well, I'm recording on a Sunday today because I'm doing a small acting job tomorrow, so that's fun. Here's what's even more fun. I'm playing a disgruntled owl in a full body owl costume. Oh, and if you're worried about me and the pregnancy and COVID on set, don't worry. I mean, I don't think you need to worry. I feel pretty safe. It's a union job with really stringent policies, and I've already been tested twice in the last three days. What else? My feet and ankles are improving a little bit with the steroid cream and the compression socks. And my 20-week scan has been moved up to the 26th, which is great because then I can leave on the 27th and hopefully get to New York before the election on the 3rd. Now it's time to hear about my baby and my body. Ingrid? Ready? <laughs> Ingrid got a dog. So smelly, so cute. He's a 70-pound English bulldog, and he's enormous, <laughs> and Ingrid's out of her mind. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's, it's all for love. He's, he's a senior English bulldog, and he was just, like, dropped off. Um, he was used as a stud, so... You know, he got down. And um, uh, they just dropped him off and we're like, we don't want him anymore. <laughs> so sad. And what happened when I saw the dog? 
bawling. Just <laughs> could not stop crying. It was so sad. I felt so bad because I knew having like a dog in would, uh, I know. I how- can't handle seeing your dogs. Oh. <laughs> But you should see him when he's walking. He has a pep in his step. He's good. But I, yeah, Molly, Molly couldn't stop crying. She was petting him, going, "Oh, he's so cute!" And then just sobbing. <laughs> I was also loud sobbing. It wasn't yeah. just like tears. It was yeah. Because like- <laughs> I thought you had started like laughing at yourself for a second, well, yeah, and then I know, but then it goes into like the crying. <laughs> I mean, I was laughing because I was crying because yeah. it, I mean, it's absurd. But Benny died two years ago, more than that, and yeah. oh my god! But they leave an impression. Anyway, Ingrid. Molly is 17 weeks and one day pregnant. (laughs) Her baby is the size of a pomegranate, about 5.12 inches long from crown to rump, weighing approximately 5.9 ounces. Mm -hmm. Between 17 to 22 weeks is when moms feel baby's very first kick. (laughs) This is about to happen. I read somewhere... Uh, that if you have a, if your placenta is in the front of your uterus, like it, it can be on the top or the back, but if it's in the front of your uterus, sometimes moms don't feel the first kicks for a while. Whoa. And I did see on my NT scan that my placenta was anterior. Which means it's in the front. It's in the front, anterior. Which means it might take me a, lo- a little longer to feel any kicking. And when I do, it might not be as strong. Wow. But also, the placenta may have moved since then. I don't know. Absolutely. But anyway. Baby is plumping up thanks to body fat. Baby's heartbeat is now being regulated by the brain and beats twice as fast as an adult's resting heart rate, about 150 beats per minute. (laughs) This week, he or she is developing teeth buds under the gums. Why is that so cute? Okay, but Also, now- have you ever seen a... Uh, I mean, I don't want to talk about baby skulls, but have you ever seen a baby skull? There's rows and rows of teeth up in their eyes. What? <laughs> that might be an exaggeration. I don't think I have seen a baby skull. I think, yeah, I think there's like teeth up by their... Between the... the like next to their nose. Like what would grow in? What? Oh, yeah. Okay, symptoms. So... Um, you have increased bodily fluids. Wait, does that mean you need to drink more or you have no, more it fluids means, it inside? it means like discharge and sweat. Oh, oh, okay. And I don't know what else. I mean, I haven't noticed anything on you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Weird dreams. I mean, I'm, but I, sorry, say that again. Weird dreams. Yes, I had some crazy dreams when I woke up yesterday morning, but I can't remember them very much except for the, do- the doctor was the guy from Twin Peaks. What's his name? Kyle McLaughlin. And the baby, well, this is the first time I've ever had a normal-sized baby in a dream. Usually they're about an inch long, and I lose them, and they disappear. This time the baby was full-sized, and the baby was full-sized, but I lost the baby. I mean, like, the baby disappeared from wherever we were. Because it was an inch long? No, no, this time it was a normal normal size, and I I, I don't remember. It's just a very strange... Dreams don't translate, so let's move on. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. Itchy boobs and belly. A baby is growing inside of your body, so your skin is stretching thinner and can be more sensitive. Resist the urge to scratch and find a soothing skin cream that eases the itch. Are well, you itching yeah, like my, crazy? Everything's itchy. Yesterday I was I went for a walk and I had a shirt on that had like lint in the inside somewhere and it, and it was driving me crazy on my back. Oh, 
my skin is not usually sensitive. So anyway, yeah, I have to wear only soft things and yeah, definitely itchy all over. That's so interesting. Okay, more rapid weight gain. You may have gained about five to 10 pounds by now. It's normal to gain one to two pounds per week in the second trimester. So I think I've gained six or seven pounds since since the beginning of all of this. Since the beginning. But yeah. it, it it goes up and down every day. And then, so it's, a, you know, it's an average. Yeah. Well, you're, it's, it sounds like you're right. You're right in there. Yeah. And then stretch marks, drink lots of water to stay hydrated, and use a good quality moisturizer to try to combat them. And I'm just going to say, I think that's bullshit. I don't think moisturizer helps any of that. (laughs) But I don't know that. I didn't didn't grow up in a very girly household, so we didn't use moisturizers. (laughs) I use it now. I try, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you care about stretch marks? I mean... Are you going to call them tiger stripes? I, no. <laughs> Body neutrality. I yeah. I don't... I guess I don't really want to have stretch marks, but I don't think any of those creams are proven to make any difference. There's like... I'm getting all of these ads on Facebook and Instagram about stretch mark creams, and I think it's bullshit. I don't... Yeah, I think with the marketing of it... No, but I don't... don't I don't think anybody could prove that any of them work. But hey, moms, if you have any better <laughs> advice, please let me know. I'm just, uh, I'm wary of ads I get, I guess. Yeah, no, you should be. And that's about it. That's about it. All right. Thanks, cool. Ingrid. Yeah, okay. Bye. 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 Bye, puppy. Bye. Let's go. And now it's time for our interview. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to talk to my friend Rebecca Krasny. She's a mom, an improviser, an actor, and she also has this backyard that we recorded in. And boy, oh boy, was there a lot of fun noise. We're going to hear low-flying planes. We're going to hear helicopters circling. We're going to hear men in a tree about 20 feet away from us cutting down limbs. It's going to be wild and crazy, and that's good because that's what life is like. Ladies and gentlemen... Rebecca Krasny. Oh. Um, hi. Hi. No, I, I took your headshots. That's how I first got to know you, right? Yeah, I heard about you. I'm sure somebody on Instagram had just gotten their headshots that I knew, mm. and they're by you. It's like, okay, I like this. I was these. like, this woman is crazy. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> you are wild. You're a free spirit. You are seem so i mean there's an interesting thing about confidence you seem like you've got a ton of confidence and no and and don't worry what anyone else thinks about you oh gosh is that a thing that it is partially a thing but then there's always a duality there's always the other the other side of it i can't for me i can't be confident and, and then also be not confident. I, I, there, for me, I'm, I'm very insecure and confident at the same time. Yes, that's what I'm. That's it's like exactly a, it's, what I was trying to a, say. It's a fuck you to the insecurity type of defeating it. Yes, almost. Is that what it's like for you? Yes, especially in certain situations like performing. Do we overdo it? <laughs> I, I think I probably do. Yeah, I'm just making up for all the insecurities. <laughs> Um, when I'm around people, I mean, but in social situations, I'm an out, I've always been, as far as I know, an outgoing person and performing for sure that I, I really might overdo it. I know I'm like when I perform that I'm, I'm pretty big. (laughs) 
<laughs> also, I think when we did headshots, I somehow the subject of of boobs at some point came up. Probably, I know when you were driving away, you flashed me. <laughs> I had to come back. I came back for something. I forgot something. And I think I was maybe changing my clothes or whatever. I was like, how how do I pull this gag on her? And um, it was looking back. I think it was really inappropriate. No. And um, because we didn't really, maybe it was the second time. I hope it wasn't the first time. We probably (laughs) met each other beforehand because I didn't, I didn't mention you all. You're also, uh, you're also an improviser. I'm also an improviser. We ran in the same circle and you just kind of moved to town recently. Yes. Yep. But while we were shooting, you told me about a show you do where you do it topless or naked. I don't remember. Oh, it was called Locker room um and it's a solo uh performance about a woman who goes to the gym uh takes a class <laughs> and then undresses and goes through the whole thing of going down to the locker room undresses talks at people you know you've seen her in your own locker room um of the woman who's just totally confident uh-huh. and naked and sharing too much information oh yes um and that was that woman in in my locker room back in chicago galter life center and i would be breastfeeding stanley in the locker room after i'd worked out and he went to like the kids center which Uh i absolutely loved i loved that place so much um what was that my one hitter (laughs) (laughs) did you use it today I did it's use so funny. I did use it earlier. Yes, it's like nine thirty, nine forty-five in the morning. I yeah, love it. Sometimes can it, I keep this on there? Huh? Can I keep this on the podcast? Um, I don't know. Is it? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Oh, you think it is? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think it it sometimes takes the edge off because even though like I am, I feel <laughs> like I am confident and insecure at the same time. That uh, <gasps> this takes the edge off. I still get really nervous. Like, You're not nervous right now. Oh my gosh! No, my heart. I'm deaf. If you give me you gave me a heart rate off. monitor, I'm sure I'd be over a oh hundred beats a minute. I guess I forget that people don't do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about this. My uh, listeners are so nice. I, I, <laughs> they're ruthless. I bet <laughs> they're gonna talk shit about you on Reddit. <laughs> I just get. I do get nervous about. Um, about so much and it doesn't seem like I do but I really do like when yeah. I when I improvise or if I'm about to go uh, on stage and do that solo sketch oh yeah my heart's pounding oh I oh. mean not right now not right now not like I'm about to go on stage right but like definitely not resting heart rate right 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 which is minus 66 <laughs> <laughs> oh well hopefully you'll forget that that'll go away. I don't want you to feel anxious, but hey, whatever. I do, I do, man, and it's okay. I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay that I get anxious. Well, feel free to toke on that one hitter throughout, <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I will because I don't want to be like too far gone. <laughs> well, it could be fun. I am just right. Oh, I mean, if you would like me to, I <laughs> will. <laughs> you do whatever you want. <laughs> um, 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 um. Okay, yes. And 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 the boob thing is funny, though, because my <laughs> listeners know that I'm super bashful with my boobs. Oh, are you? And I haven't talked about it in a while, but, you know, nobody nobody gets to see my boobs unless they're my boyfriend or, or a man that I'm <laughs> having yeah. a one-hitter with. <laughs> <laughs> 
but like my mom's never seen my boobs and I want to be that woman that's breastfeeding everywhere. <laughs> you do, and I you say you do or you don't? Out all over. What? You do? You, I do. Yeah. You do. Oh, that's that's great. I mean, because you know that it's not it's just for you, it's for women everywhere. And I know that you Yeah. it's, it's bigger than than you and your baby. It's for all women and babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no reason why any why are we even covered up to begin with? Yeah. God dang it. No, she... <laughs> please don't. don't do it. I'm just kidding. Do it. <laughs> oh, I had one episode way back in the beginning where these witches were staying in my Airbnb and I asked them to be on my podcast. And in the middle of the podcast, I told them about sort of my fear of my boobs and stuff like that. And they said, well, would you like us all to take our tops off now? And I, I, I was like, okay. And we all took our shirts off and bras off and did the rest of the podcast for 45 minutes topless and I love that so easy I'm not doing it again not here in your backyard with Charlie inside (laughs) (laughs) Molly Hockey came over and did her podcast naked (laughs) Um, Uh, Charlie on Twitter yes but anyway I uh I want to be able to just throw my throw my boobs out and or just not be not think about it and yeah get past that and yeah I, I'm assuming I'm hoping that birth and motherhood and pregnancy will will do that to me and I will yeah. finally be able to unleash the beasts oh hell yeah I am excited for you because that's what happened to me I feel like I just grew into like a fucking beast after I have oh, kids yes yeah I mean you know and you know what a lot of that confidence I do attribute to becoming a mother Ah, for sure. That's cool. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I did have, have it before, but there's just some, there's an extra not giving a fuck, Yeah. but I have a ways to go. I want to get to like, you know, 65 and truly like never have the thought because those thoughts still creep in at 43. Yeah. I think. Oh, there are people who just don't think about it when they're when they get naked or whatever. And, and is that you? No, oh, okay. it's actually not. Even though I have, I have that solo sketch that is me of uh, me completely naked, yeah. I am the person. Most women in the gym in the locker room, or people that identify as women in locker rooms, to be modest and cover up and kind of change very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, have the door. But yeah, but. Um, if it's for a performance, I'll take it all off. Yes, yes. I always thought that I could be, I don't mind this helicopter, do you? No. Or is it a Cessna type? It's so cloudy. Who the hell knows what it is up there? It could be like a Donald Trump burping over the world. <laughs> Sick. Oh. That's just this one long burp. Oh, God. Um. Anyway, I've always, I've envied that confidence in you before. I, I, I think it's so cool. Oh, well... I didn't know that you didn't have it because you seem like... Well, I do what you do, though. I overcom- I don't overcompensate, but like, uh, you know, I fight it. I fight that. Yeah. Because I know it should. I shouldn't be insecure. I have a beautiful body and everybody's got a beautiful body. But like, yeah. I, I, I know that I should not worry about these things. And so I fight it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think in time, it'll be less fightings. Okay, so the reason you're here today, yeah, well, I'm here. The reason I'm here today in your backyard is because <laughs> you've got two kids. I've got two kids, and you're a funny friend. <laughs> <laughs> two kids, funny friend, two kids. Yes, yeah, and it's so nice to see you in person. It's so nice to see you, Molly. I am so happy for you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, 
But you've got two kiddos, mm-hmm. and I want to know how your pregnancies were and birth and whatever you want to share about them. Yeah. My kids are now 9 and 14. Ruby's 14. Stan is 9. And well, first question like is, old who mom. do you like better? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't um, answer that. I, I tell you, you know, who's getting on my nerves <laughs> less? Who? who? Stanley right now is getting on my nerves less, and I'm so sorry, and I feel awful. You don't have to say that. I can just no, you can keep it in, keep it in, keep it in, because it's the fucking truth. What's going um, on? But it's not always uh, that way. It's just moments. You know, sometimes we're all cooped up here all yeah. the time. Uh, she's a teenager, a fresh teenager, oh. and just, like, wanting so much that, like, she can't do right now because yeah. of the p- pandemic, so... Um, it's manifesting in some behaviors that I don't find acceptable. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, it's all normal within normal range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it must I, be so hard to be cooped up as a teenager. When I was pregnant with Ruby, mm-hmm. I had, I had a hard, uh, morning sickness. I was tired. Mm-hmm. I was always looking for that next nap. Oh yeah. When can I fall down and just sleep? Yeah. <laughs> And it would be like, I felt like I needed a nap like every two hours. I did a lot of napping. Yeah. Now, did you, was it the whole time or just the no, first trimester? Just the first trimester. Yeah. I was so crazy. And um, I had morning sickness and I stumbled upon the thing that made it feel better because I don't think you really know how to feel better when you get that morning sickness for the first time. I mean, I didn't know what I should take or what to eat, but yeah. there's every woman is so different yeah. that it's, it's the, the, the anecdote is, is different for everyone. And mm-hmm. sometimes there is none. So what was, the, what was the remedy for you? It was bagels and cream cheese. Oh, I can't Surprise, have surprise, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I love bagels and cream I never cheese. wanted a thick layer of cream cheese ever in my life until I was having morning sickness with Ruby. Wow. So I wanted a lot of cheese. I mean, I still do. I crave cheese. And now you just have more of it. But then I get heartburn, so I don't do too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have mornings. Yeah. A good. Yeah. A good amount of morning sickness. And then came the second trimester and it lifted. Thank God. And good. I had more energy. And the rest of the pregnancy was truly great. Except, you know, for the end there, you know, getting all swollen, about to pop. And you're like, really? Feeling the uncomfortability. Um, it's getting hot. It's May in Chicago. Sometimes you have cold days. Sometimes you have super hot, humid days. She was due on my birthday. Oh. June 16th, 2006. I was just about to turn 29, which seems, oh my God, I was a baby. <laughs> I was 38 weeks. I had planned to have a home birth. I was with this um, group of doctors called Home First in Chicago, and um, I felt comfortable with them. And then when my water broke one morning before Charlie went to work, I called them and he was and my doctor was like, well, if nothing happens, if you don't start having contractions soon, I think we're going to have to have you come into the hospital. 
Did and it break like all at once or was it a... S- it was a leak. Okay. It was a leak. Okay. Second time, it was a sploosh. <laughs> Splash. <Yeah. laughs> Dr. Schatower said, you're going to have to come into the hospital because I wasn't progressing at all. Uh-huh. And I was so fucking mad. Oh, I yeah. was like, God damn it. I don't want to have my baby in the hospital. I've seen all the documentaries that the documentary that um, I can't remember Ricky her Lake. name now. Huh? Ricky Lake? Ricky Lake. Yes. I saw that one. I was like, hell no. I won't go and, and I will stay home. And I really felt that I didn't have uh, much of a choice. Right. I was so mad because I wasn't high risk. I understand they have to cover their asses. And if anything should happen, it should be in the hospital. I was just mad. You, you didn't think about that beforehand that like... I don't know. Did they prep you that, hey, we, we, this is our aim, but but this might not be how it's going to go? Yeah, they kind of did. But I was so set in my mind. Mm. I don't maybe they didn't like tell me enough. Like, really, this might. Right. This really might not be at right. home. This might not. They weren't. I mean, they were really like because they do home births a lot. They were mm-hmm. expecting they to, to you know, for it to be at home. Sure. Okay. But when I wasn't having contractions, nothing was going on for a, a, too long of a time. He was like, come in. And then I didn't want to come in. And I was like, Charlie, take me to Potbelly. Uh, <laughs> what is that, a restaurant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I took a, a walk around Oz Park that was really close to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the hospital, they were, my doctor was like, where were you? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to be here. <laughs> I wasn't How not- long had it been since your water broke? It'd been like uh, probably at least five hours, okay. five to six hours okay. and nothing, nothing was happening. And I wanted more time. I wanted more time. That's what I was like hoping the walk would do and like yeah. trying other things. I don't, we didn't really actually try much. Uh, to get things going, I, there are some other, some other ways. Yeah. Like, I know. oh, ha- I, did we try to have sex? Because I know that that's a that thing. Might be a way to start to start labor. Now, I might be wrong about this, but it, there might be prostaglandins in semen, which softens the cervix. Yeah, that sounds right, Molly. But I talked about it in my episode last week, but I I don't know if I got that right. So we'll see. <laughs> I'll look into it. Human sperm contains a high amount of prostaglandin, a hormone-like substance which ripens the cervix and helps labor to start. Sometimes it's necessary to help start labor, and it has been suggested that sexual intercourse may be an effective means. Yeah, so I just took as long as I possibly could without getting into too much trouble. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And then nothing was happening at the hospital still. Uh-huh. And they were like, all right, I think we should give you Pitocin. And yeah. then I got really mad. Yeah. It was an angry birth. I was like, God, motherfucking damn it. I'm not going to have my baby the way I want to. Yeah. Which I knew what would happen. I've seen all the TLCs, yes. uh, uh, the TLC shows of uh, whatever, the birth story. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh gosh, scaring myself. Okay, this could happen. Giving me all the worries. At some point I did stop. I was like, this is too much. This isn't going to be me. I'm going to have my baby the way I want it. Right. When you're on Pitocin and you're just having these monstrous contractions uh, a minute apart, uh, I mean, you're not thinking like, (laughs) you're just a beast. You're just a monster. Wow. That's that's how I was. (laughs) And I got the doula. Um, on one side and Charlie on the other side massaging my back because it killed my lower back every contraction. Oh. It was like, ah! And oh. you know, I'd be rocking back and forth and they were massaging and massaging throughout oh. the contraction. And so those guys were with me the whole time. I mean, they really, they really rode that ride with me um, and were so exhausted. And then they were like, all right, will you please take an epidural because it'll ease your pain and all that. After eight hours of yeah. having contractions, yeah. like a minute to a, a, a minute and a half apart, that were just so painful, I decided, okay, well, I'll take the narcotics. Then the nurse uh, is that was different like, than epidural? Yes, oh. it was just the pills. Oh, I don't know to relax me. Yeah, it did not relax me. No. I took the <laughs> I took the codeine they gave me, and it just it made me sleepy. But when it was time for the contraction again, I was like, you know, jolted out of a, of a half sleep. Yes. Gosh, dang it. That's, that's loud. <laughs> You're just going to cut a couple s- limbs. They're going to cut a couple limbs. <laughs> they're going to cut all the, the tr- It might not be the wires hard. too. Mm-hmm. We can wait a second. Okay. And if it keeps going on, then we'll just talk through it. Mm-hmm. And so we waited a while until we had some quiet. So the codeine, whatever, it, w- it made you sleepy, but then the other stuff burst you into... Yes. Every time I had a contraction, it would jolt me out of a sleep. And then after, after t- uh, I don't know, trying that for a while, I f- was finally like, okay, I'll take the epidural. And, uh, you know... It's like a lot of adjustments in a short period of time in yes. your brain like you're, that you weren't prepared for. Well... You know, you think about all those options beforehand, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the day and then you don't get to do what you want, I was a big fucking baby about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was very, very stubborn. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, I accept, uh, of course, that it happened that way, um, but I was really stubborn about it. And the whole thing about, you know, stop trying to be uh, a hero or or um, a super a superhuman being yeah. uh, trying to have your baby without any drugs. I mean, I don't, I, it's, it's not about that for me. I want to feel how it feels to birth a baby the, the way it's been done. Like that's really it for me. Like I want to know what this feels like. Damn, that's cool. It's an experience yeah. that I didn't have the first time. But girl, I had the second time. Okay. Well, okay. Then finish your first story then. Because I want to know. Baby came out. Well, (laughs) first the epidural. And then the epidural came. And that was painful to get that needle stuck in your spine uh, by this anesthesiologist. I was so mad at him. I know like uh, I'm sure he he doesn't take these things personally when women in labor are just screaming. Right. um, I was calling him. His name was Dr. Hong, and I called him a dirty rat, I remember. I was like, Hong, I said, Hong, you dirty rat. 
<laughs> I am so sorry, Dr. Hong. <laughs> and, um, dirty rat. But the like I said, you turn into a beast and you don't give a fuck about yeah. anything or anybody's opinions. Yeah. They wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. I was like, let me get up and walk around. In between these contractions, I got to go pee. They were like, they had all this shit connected to me that yeah. needed to happen. And and I couldn't, I had to bring everything with me. I was like, uh-uh, I'm going to pee right on the fucking floor. And I did. did. <laughs> yes. And the nurses were like, Oh, oh my god. There were two nurses. They couldn't have given you a bedpan? Yeah, probably. You yeah, you should have. Yeah, it's on them. Yeah. I just let it go. I just let it all go that that night. Yeah. <laughs> it was after midnight. And um the epidural uh came out once. So the pain came back. Um it got dislodged or something like that what? so they had, I didn't know it was a thing that stays in your back it was a fucking needle that's in your back and it gets taped it's like a, so it's like a port that they would put yes. more epidural in later so they wouldn't have to do a fresh right I see the port came out okay and I was back in pain again ouch and they had to reinsert that it falls. again and I that's probably when I was like hong you dirty rat <laughs> and then I fell asleep of course okay and then they woke me up they were like it's time for you to push. <laughs> <laughs> so I went from like being in control. Yeah. What I thought I was in control of my body. Like I'm not going to the hospital to somebody having to fucking wake me up out of a sleep. Like, hey, it's time to push your baby out. <laughs> somebody had to fucking tell me to do that. And that's what I don't like. Yeah. It's like, I guess I don't think I like people. Maybe part of me doesn't like like when people tell me what to do. Oh, okay. Especially with myself, my feelings mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm still directable though, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> if you're directing me um, in something everybody. scripted, I promise I'll 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 do I directed her once. Me? Yeah. Oh the yeah. <laughs> oh, that was like all improvised stuff. What I'm were you doing? Pouring lemonade on your head? <laughs> you were great. Gatorade. I don't Gatorade remember. or something. You made some tea. Maybe it was tea. I don't remember. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, we'll give it back yeah. to your birth. Okay. Okay. Then you did it. <laughs> they woke me up there like you have to push. I could not feel. I mean, I could feel the like pressure, but I couldn't barely any pressure. Like, uh, am yeah. I pushing? Like, am I pushing hard enough? And they right. would have to tell me how hard to push, like go harder. <sighs> and then the doctor's there and he's like, well, she's not coming out. <gasps> I think we might have to do an episiotomy. And that was like, I was back on the angry train. I was like, fuck you, dude. I am not happy. What's wrong with doing an episiotomy? Um, uh, I think at the time I was like, no, you're not going to cut me. I want to rip naturally. Okay. Get the fuck out of my way. And then he was like, all right you get like one or two more pushes. And at the time, Charlie had been into video games as like a lot of adult male identifying <laughs> people in their like 20s and he it was like some uh incredible hulk game uh -huh. and i just thought i was like all right i'm gonna hulk this out and i think i told charlie who was like on the side of me and i pushed as hard as like dun, 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 dun. why did that cut off just there because my recording device stopped recording and i didn't realize it we talked for another 10 20 minutes and I got the full story.
Luckily, we were able to go back to this point and start the conversation over. Hey, everybody. Um, my fucking, I think my card was full. It stopped recording. Um, I got the whole story, and it is amazing. <laughs> and um, I'm going to make her tell it again. Yeah. I mean, I probably already forgot it, so <laughs> so all these reactions will be genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we think we left off at you were um, you were channeling the Hulk video yeah, game. I was threatened with an episiotomy, and I was like, "No way, Doctor Shatower!" And I channeled the Hulk, Hulk, and that last he was like, "One or two more pushes, and then I think we got to we got to cut you open." I mean, not 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 um, C section, right, right, open, right, 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 just down there, and <laughs> and I I pushed her out uh, that last time. And then I had my baby <laughs> and then it was all, it was all okay. You know, all the angry feelings, everything had just melted away. Yeah. And that's where it's like, yeah, yeah, yes, I know. No matter how, which way you ha- have your baby, the, the important thing is that the baby's healthy and you're healthy and that happened. So thank God for that. But I mean, it's okay that I got angry, uh, that it, I didn't have it the way I had planned. It's Okay. It doesn't matter like how much preparation you do. If you're angry in that moment, because then you're ang- then you're angry in that moment. Yeah, I would hate it if anybody was like, "Well, I mean, talk me out of my feelings." You you shouldn't be angry because you right. have your baby, right? Right. No, it doesn't work like that. If I have a feeling, like it's maybe it's you that is afraid of me having a feeling or like, I don't know what your problem is. Tell me like, I shouldn't be having this feeling. Right. I've got a lot of, uh, that's a whole nother podcast about feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I like that though. Nobody needs to, who cares if you're angry? Yes. They don't need to, you know, or cause I've heard some views like, well, didn't you prepare? Didn't they tell you? It doesn't fucking matter. Like if if I'm upset because it didn't happen the way I wanted to, that's okay. Yes. Okay, ladies, you can tell all your mothers that too. All your mother-in-laws, they're probably even more dangerous to your mental health. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have the best mother-in-law. I just want to say, <laughs> Mary McCracken is a star, and I love her uh, to death. But there are some mothers and mother mother-in-laws. Um, and other relatives and friends yeah. that could just talk you out of your feelings. Don't you do that. You know what you said in our uh, conversation about 10 minutes ago? <laughs> you weren't disappointed in the idea that you couldn't have this natural birth. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that you wanted to experience the physical the, the physical experience of yeah. pushing a baby yeah. out. And you didn't get to feel that. Right. Yeah. Oh, maybe you already said that. Yeah. You already said that in, in the part that was recorded. It was. <laughs> <laughs> we Whatever. don't know. This is why I can't recreate it. <laughs> um, yeah. I wanted to feel how it was supposed to be felt or- originally. Okay. And uh, yeah, I wanted to have that experience real bad. So you said next time. I said next time. Okay. And so girl, t- I did yes. next time. I did next time. I knew I was going to have a boy. Uh, oh, yes. We were, uh, I remember sitting at the table. It was just the three of us eating dinner. And I, I always felt like somebody was missing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was like, oh, my, he, we need another one. Like, <laughs> I want another, I want Ruby to have a pal. Yeah. 
And so I knew I was going to have a boy. I had a dream that I had a boy. I birthed him in a bathroom stall somewhere. This is my dream. Wow. Remember that I birthed him in the bathroom stall. And there was like when he came out, like there was a whole extension. There was like a little pool connected to the to the toilet. And it was, on, of course, on the, on the ground. And um, and he came out like in there. There was oh. just like so much water. Oh, remember that. Because there's so much water later in the story. (laughs) (laughs) And he, so when you got pregnant, he had the same due date as Ruby. Yes. Your birthday. Yes, June 16th. uh, And that would have been 2011. But he did not come on my birthday. And this, I took things differently this time around. I approached him differently. Oh, right. I did hypno. so much. Yes. I don't know if we could do this in now 10 more minutes. I don't know if we could do it. I'm, I'm going to try. Can we try? Okay, yes, yes. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try to stay focused and tell you about my hypnobirthing experience. Okay, yes. I heard about hypnobirthing. I don't know. Found it online somewhere. And uh, the classes were too expensive. But I was like, I don't care. I really like this. I, I'm already, you know, um, practicing meditator. I want to go for it and see what happens. I got the book and the CD and I practiced it uh, religiously from March until his until the birth, because I think I feel like I used it, you know, during labor for sure. Okay. It was a meditation in the morning, a guided meditation in the morning and at night. And um, it was what I said last time. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, it was my toy rot. And you were like, what's toy rot? <laughs> I was like, it's how East Coast rabbis say Torah. <laughs> Um, it was, it was my Torah, my Bible, whatever you want to call it. My Bhagavad Gita. Sure. And, and, um, I have a copy of that somewhere. (laughs) Uh, the Bhagavad Gita, somebody. Don't get into it. We need to go to the bird. Braxton Hicks, go. (laughs) Oh yeah. Those Braxton Hicks. So it was a wonderful pregnancy. Um, I hate, I was very much craving, um, mustard and vinegar, And I did have morning sickness, uh, but exercise was the thing that helped me the most to get rid of that one. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? And I practiced that hypnobirthing. So here we are the night before he was born. And I was having these Braxton Hicks contractions, which I had been having for at least a month or so. And I didn't think anything of it. (laughs) A month? Oh, my God. I need to study Braxton Hicks for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Braxton Hicks, let's talk about you. Braxton Hicks contractions are named after John Braxton Hicks, the English physician who first described them in 1872. Cool, named after the man that discovered them, even though women had been experiencing them forever. Way to go, John Braxton Hicks. Braxton Hicks contractions can begin as early as the second trimester. However, they are most commonly experienced in the third trimester. When this happens, the muscles of the uterus tighten for approximately 30 to 60 seconds and sometimes as long as two minutes. Some physicians and midwives believe that they play a part in toning the uterine muscle and promoting the flow of blood to the placenta. They are not thought to have a role in dilating the cervix, but might have some impact on the softening of the cervix. As Braxton Hicks contractions intensify near the time of delivery, the contractions are often referred to as false labor. When this occurs, it can help the dilation and effacement process. 
So what triggers Braxton Hicks? Well, when the mother or the baby is very active, if someone touches the mother's belly, when the bladder is full, after sex, dehydration. What can one do to alleviate Braxton Hicks contractions? Change positions. You can lie down if you've been standing or go for a walk if you've been sitting or laying. Take a warm bath for 30 minutes or less. Drink a warm cup of herbal tea or milk. And because contractions may be brought on by dehydration, drink a couple glasses of water. If none of these steps work, you should contact your healthcare provider. What do Braxton Hicks contractions feel like? Some women describe Braxton Hicks contractions as tightening in their belly that comes and goes. Many say it feels like mild menstrual cramps. Well, how do you know if you're having labor contractions or Braxton Hicks contractions? Unlike true labor, Braxton Hicks contractions usually aren't painful, don't have a regular pattern, don't get closer together, and don't last longer as they go on, and they don't get stronger over time. Oh, there's more. May stop when you change activities or positions, are felt only in your belly, and lastly, they taper off and disappear. Okay, here's my only problem with uh, the everything I just read you. If these things are brought on or can be brought on by sex and dehydration and all these other things, then how is it possible that Braxton Hicks contractions are actually your body prepping you for labor and bringing blood flow to your uterus and placenta and warming up your uterus for the real deal? I don't think anyone has any idea why we have Braxton Hicks contractions. Unless, if you know, please let me know. <laughs> and um, they were coming all the time. And... The midwife said, if you keep having them and uh, just take a warm bath, and if they go away, then it's probably still Braxton Hicks. It's not labor. Okay. Um, but they didn't go away. But mm. they weren't getting more painful. I was expecting to have more painful contractions like Ruby's birth. Right. But I, you know, I'm thinking I also have to consider, had to consider that it was on Pitocin and how monstrous that made it. Mm -hmm. I don't know about anybody else, but these contractions were manageable for me. And mm -hmm. I think it was because of the breath work I was practicing. Yeah. And then you called your midwife. I called my midwife. And because I was thinking, maybe I should go, to the, maybe I should call her, tell her what's going on because they're getting like a little bit more intense. And she was timing me while I was talking to her. And she was like, oh, no, they, they're like five minutes apart. I think you should come to the hospital. And you just couldn't. You just weren't realizing that they were pain or they just weren't as painful. They weren't as painful. So oh, I was said like before you said stress plus fear equals pain. Yes. The thing about hypnobirthing is that it taught it, it teaches you that, yes, fear plus stress equals pain or fear plus tension Mm. You know, because you have the fear, you have the fearful thoughts, and then you, your body starts to tighten up. Right. And in that way, you're working against yourself. Mm -hmm. You've already just sabotaged yourself. Yeah. And it was rush hour in Chicago. We're on our way to West Suburban Hospital in Oak Park, Illinois. And um, it's raining very hard. Oh. We dropped Ruby off at our friend's house. Mm-hmm. And... I threw up in Charlie's uh, <laughs> Green Bay Packers hat and I got, we got to the entrance of the hospital and it was a 45 minute ride. It was like 45 minutes. Mm. It usually would have been, would have taken like, I don't know, close to a half an hour, but rush hour and rain, it was longer, of course. And we got to the front of the hospital 
and I, I got up and I just buckled. I like fell. Mm-hmm. I didn't like hurt myself or anything like that. Cause Charlie was like already there trying to help me out. I yeah. didn't know. But from the beginning, from when we got first got in the car, I was able to walk still. Sure. But that whole time he's just clipping along, mm-hmm. coming, coming straight down. And I'm going through these, these very, very intense waves mm. and breathing through them, relaxing throughout my body and just letting it happen, mm. which I, you know, could not do before. Mm-hmm. They got me a wheelchair, wheeled me up to triage. They were like, I'm, we're going to give you a couple tests, see what's going on. And I was like, wait a second, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'd already turned into a monster by then, hence the voice. <laughs> and I sat on the toilet and whoosh, (laughs) all the water came out. And they were like, forget it, forget the test, get her into the bed, into the birthing center. And um, from the time I got out of the car to the time he was born, um, it was probably a half an hour. It was so fast. Wow. It like I got on the bed and it was... (laughs) Keep going. I got on the bed (laughs) and it was time to push... And Molly, the sounds that were coming out of my mouth, I cannot, I cannot recreate those for you. It was only then. The only way I can describe it is, of course, primal, but deep. Yeah. Just like it's coming from right from the womb. Yeah. My, the womb was speaking through, <laughs> through your my voice. mouth. <laughs> I felt like I was hearkening back Mm. to first woman. Oh, fuck me. Five minutes. Okay, it's 1136. I have to leave in three and four minutes. Okay, okay. And he came out and I pushed. It was like I busted some uh, blood vessels in his eyes from (laughs) pushing so hard, which happens to babies. But man, I was a fucking beast. And I just I just loved it. Um, It was hard. I, I'm sure I the pressure was so much. I'm positive I took a shit at some point and midwives were like right there to catch it. Unlike those other nurses at the hospital the first time who didn't catch my pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these midwives were there. And um, at that time, Charlie didn't really have to do much because it happened so fast. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a doula that time because I midwives were had my back. Right. And another thing I asked when you said this before was like, we're talking about that guttural noise. I've always wondered, like, will that be me or will I be too self-conscious? Are you, you said there's the no self-conscious. Gone. That's, yeah. It's going to be gone. Yeah. I, I'm excited for you. Yeah. That, uh, I'm excited to know what it's going to be like for you. And yeah. whatever, whatever... Well, I think, story you know, I love hearing all these stories because I, I'm learning that there's no, you can't really have expectations. You can do your best to, to, to have the birth that you want, but you are not the boss and uh, you can prepare. And, and I think it's best to sort of prepare for every option. Yeah. And this is me, this is, this me doing all these interviews is me preparing. Totally. I love that for me. <laughs> I don't care about anyone else, <laughs> but That's, I'm learning a lot. I think. Yeah. 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 It's like pretty much it's like how I was watching those TLC birth stories, but mm-hmm. you're doing, you're actually right. doing it on your own and finding out through the people that you want to be finding out from. So that's yeah. very, very cool. Yeah, You did it. 
I did it. I fucking did <laughs> and it, everybody. you got to feel it. You got to feel that I, earth mama feeling. I got to feel it. And I was really, really, I was proud of myself. Yeah. And, um, and, not to, and not to say, don't get me wrong, ladies out there, that if you do it a different way, then you won't be proud of yourself. Oh, it's a sure, fucking sure. miracle. Sorry. And amazing <laughs> every time it happens, no matter which way you do it. Yeah. I got to do it the way I wanted to do it that second time. And I feel so grateful and lucky and I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that like, Oh, well that's the best way. That's of course the preferred way. I don't know. There's no, it was for like, you. It was something that you truly wanted deeply. There a are, lot of people don't give a fuck about that. And, or a lot of people. That's true. Yes. Yes. And there were some, there were some voices out there while I was pregnant who were, who were telling me, don't try to be a hero and all that kind of I'm like fuck off. I know I have to expect, you know, I have to be flexible. Yeah. It's okay for me to want this thing and be focused on it. Absolutely. And if it doesn't happen, then I'll fucking deal with it then like I yeah. did last time. Yeah. So step. Don't step. <laughs> I'm sorry. I and I got voices. now I gotta step. And now you guys. I got to go get fitted for an owl costume. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? I'll tell you about it after. Okay. I love you. Thank you I love so you too. Much, Thank Rebecca. you so much. Oh my God. I'm sorry I made you do this second half twice and rushed. You know what? It, it, it's okay. But it's well. okay. I could tell that story a million times. Oh, thank you. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I've got to go learn my owl lines for tomorrow, so I'm going to keep this short. Join the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash spermcast. If you want to send money, send money via Venmo to molly-hockey. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Want to get in touch with me? Email me at spermcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail or text me at 323-741-1818. What about social media? Sure. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at spermcast though I'm mostly only active on the Instagram. Interested in fertility consultations? Email me at spermcast at gmail.com and I'll give you all my information. Thank you so much, Rebecca Krasny, for joining me and thank you, Ingrid, for reading my little baby and body descriptions. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. Make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure if you got your mail-in ballot, send it in immediately, right now. If you've got any energy, text bank, phone bank, knock on doors. There's all kinds of opportunities. If you can't find them, email me and I'll tell you what you can do. We can even do it together. Maybe. Okay, love you. Bye. You could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay to straight, black to white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Powered by ACAS. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.